Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The sweet aromas of the apple fritter, cinnamon roll, and blueberry muffin are hard to resist. So making it the rest of the way home without reaching in your McDonald's bag is no easy task. But nothing worth doing is easy. Wake up and pair any one of these sweet, fluffy, frittery bakery treats with a McCafe iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Is This Real Life? A podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 73. I am so excited about my guest today, Deanna F. Spear from the You Can't Sit With Me podcast. She is absolutely hilarious and has lots of thoughts and opinions. Deanna didn't start watching The Real Housewives of the OC until the last few years, and so she missed the Brooks and Vicky cancer scam and Megan King Edmonds unveiling it. We take a trip down memory lane to discuss all of this, including what led to the breakup of Megan King Edmonds' marriage to Jim Edmonds. Since the time that I recorded with Deanna, Megan King Edmonds came out with a statement where she said that she was not sure and maybe didn't believe that Jim had an affair with a 22-year-old nanny. However, she believed he had been unfaithful with her with other people, and I believe that as well. In other Housewives news, Vicki Gunvalson is suing Kelly Dodd for defamation. This is really shocking to me, one, because I think it's in their contracts that they're not allowed to sue each other or to sue Bravo, so this would be a really big step backwards for Vicky if she's trying to make it back on the cast full-time. And secondly, because if anyone should be suing anyone, I would assume it would be Kelly Dodd suing Vicky for sharing that Kelly pushed her mother down the stairs, something Kelly adamantly (laughs) denies. That definitely seems like defamation to me. So we'll see how this all unveils. Finally, in The Real Housewives of Dallas this week, which we don't get a chance to recap in this episode, I'm still just so shocked uh, to see the way that Mama D treats Deandra. For those of you who've been following, Mama D is Deandra's mother. She has a company that makes uh, sort of green juice product and also lots of different anti-aging products. And she handed this business over to her daughter, Deandra, as it was completely failing and seems to be joyed at watching her daughter try to pick up the pieces of the failing business. I'm still shocked that while Deandra was president of the company, that she was not allowed to see the financials because she would have then known that it was in bad shape. Um, The whole thing is just really, really sad and difficult to watch. Now, while I think Deandra has made a lot of mistakes, both with regards to this business and in her relationship with her mother, there's no getting around that there is something deeply, deeply troubling with Mama D in the fact that she seems to delight in seeing her daughter so troubled over all of this. Finally, congrats to the Washington Nationals for winning the World Series. And without further ado, let's get into it this week with Deanna Espear. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 73. I'm here with Deanna Aspear from the You Can't Sit With Me podcast. Episode 73. Look at, look at the dedication. 
How impressive. I mean, your podcast is pretty impressive. And it sounds like you've been hanging out with the cast of Vanderpump Rules. Where are you getting this info from? Uh, from your podcast. I've kind of been dipping in and out. And oh, you were hanging out with them. And then you said they were kind of out all night and you were exhausted. <laughs> yeah, I did say that. See, this- <laughs> That is so relatable because you get in with the crew and you want to like get to know them and you realize they're probably real people with real lives and whatever shown on TV. It's kind of like that, but not always like that. And then like, how do you get off the train? It seems well, like it's, it's a it, it's a little bit different in the sense that like I've always kind of been around celebrities since I started this career because I do oh. interview celebrities, yes. but I genuinely bonded with like like besides Besides, you know, I've met so many people that I could have like easily been fangirl, but like genuinely having, you know, after I I spoke with like Janet and Sheena and stuff, like I started like really, I don't know, I really bonded with Janet and things. And but then the going out, yeah, that part, you were right. It was definitely just I. Yeah, I'm not saying that's all they do, but they're basically paid to do it. And I'm not so like. Mm-hmm. The next day I struggle, but like I didn't get money out of it. So I'm like, why am I struggling so hard? You know, you just need to use Stasi's liquid IV that she keeps promoting. <laughs> oh, I've been using liquid IV probably before she was promoting it because I kind of stopped listening to, to her podcast for a while and I didn't realize she was promoting liquid IV. But there's kind of like this whole little crew in West Hollywood and I just don't really I've been in Miami a lot, so I haven't really seen them like as often as I usually do. But yeah, there's definitely a little bit of a crew. Do you have any dirt on the upcoming season? I do, but like genuinely, I really don't want to get a, like a, a, I don't want to get a lawsuit. I mean, I do. I know, I know that there are some new cast members yes. that are going to be on the, the, the next series. I don't, I don't really read Bravo news. All I do is I watch the shows and then I recap them. Um, so I know there's like a, a few different cast members, new like staff at TomTom and at Sir that are going to be in the in the season. And I know that, yeah, there's a lot of like friendship, like back and forths, mm-hmm. um, some dating drama with some of the newer cast members and mm, what else? Yeah, and obviously we know the rest, like Stasi's engagement, which, by the way, what do you think of it? <laughs> I'm so excited. So I saw Stasi last month at her live show in D.C. I mean, uh-huh. I didn't, you know, get to meet her or anything. But I did think about going to the White House that night because I figured they would go to the White House and then I right? didn't go out. And then she took an Instagram picture there, like a video. And I was like, of like, course. So basic. You know her so well. that so like So basic. You- <laughs> hundred percent. I was going to show up with my dog, Stassi, and really freak her out. Uh, so she, I'm really excited about the engagement. I think her and Bo are a good match. I hope that she's not dealing with the dark passenger anymore, which I think we've What's all. that? She calls the dark passenger when she. Oh, like when she like, got, like, yeah, with the goes, witch. Yeah. Um, and when she just gets mean. And I yeah. think she was pretty open about admitting that was due to her Adderall use. So hopefully she's not using Adderall anymore. Why are people on a reality show using Adderall, by the way? I like I don't really understand this concept because I'm not American. So I've I never used Adderall, so I don't really understand. But apparently it just keeps you awake. It reduces your appetite and it makes you feel sober even though you're drinking. Oh, so that's. That's the secret. Yeah. That's the secret to like being a part of the cast and like going out all the time. You just take Adderall. See, I was just like going through the motions with like hangover after hangover and it just (laughs) was not working. Right? Well, that's what, do you know Hannah? I think her name is Hannah from Summer House. Of course. She was, she came on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was on your podcast or some other podcast or some interview where she said, a few times she ended up staying back when the whole cast went out because she was the only one not doing Adderall. And so she literally could not stay awake. She did not say that on my podcast, but that is great info. It must have been. I don't know where it was. And she said one time she saw Carl come out of the bathroom and his nose was bleeding. Where did she say that? I have to look this up. Did she really say that about Carl? They must have, they must have beef now. I mean, it was... 
not that shocking to me because Carl looks like he's about to get a nosebleed at any given time. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm terrible. No, but- it's fine. But like, I'm very surprised because I'm very surprised that a um, cast member are open about things like that when, you know, I don't know. I don't know whether Carl does it or not, but it's typically the kind of stuff that you kind of want to be quiet about, you know, in the press. She is very honest to a fault and probably mm-hmm. got in trouble. Fuck, I need to look this up now. Wow, you have the in like I I you Oh, I follow shade. I follow these these Bravo celebrities everywhere. That is so funny. Like I follow like to an extent, like I watch the TV show and I'm like this bitch, that bitch. But like, wow, you really. And my brain, it just holds this information. Like I stored this Hannah information about Carl months ago, back when they were airing Summer House. And it filed away in some very distant part of my brain. And I just reached for it. You need to find where you found this information. (laughs) Hold on. Okay. I'm Googling it. Okay. May 2nd, 2019, Hannah Burner says there's Adderall going around with all of her Summer House co-stars. Yep, it was on Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino. And she was very candid. She confessed, I'm not a good drinker. That was the hardest part, getting enough outfits for the show and keeping up with the drinking. Yeah, but that's not why she said the nosebleed. Oh, oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. And that's when Hannah got real. She said, well, I think there's Adderall going around. And then Hannah recalled, let's just say one morning Carl's nose was bleeding and when we, when we were playing tennis. And I was like, how much Adderall are you snorting? And he was like, what? And I'm like, you're an idiot. I don't do Adderall, so that's why sometimes you see me not go out with them. So is like Adderall like a code for cocaine? Because No, I think people actually use Adderall because it lasts longer. And it has basically the same effect. Oh, wow. Okay, so basically cocaine. Yeah, cool. Whatever. Okay, you're teaching me so much. Okay, this yeah. is why me and Hannah kind of bonded when she came on the show. <laughs> because I was like, I'm not, a, I'm not a good partier like that either. So, like, I can't go out four to five times a week, you know? I don't That's even what know they if do. I go out, like, four to five times a year. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Like, it's No, so I know. I, I can't do it. I used to when I was much younger, and now I just, like, oh, my God, it's 10 o'clock already? (laughs) Yeah, me now. It's 6 o'clock. Like, I'm already like, tick, tick, tick. Should I go make dinner? So funny. Well, you got into The Real Housewives of the OC after all of the drama with Vicky and the fake cancer scam with Brooks. Yeah, so I did hear briefly about this. And then I decided not to look into it too deeply because I was like, this is a dark topic. So enlighten me. It is very dark. So I'm not going to go into too many details, but the reason that this was uncovered is because of Megan King Edmonds, who was married to Jim Edmonds, who's a former baseball player. I think he played for the Cardinals. He had been married two times before. Megan's obviously much younger than him. She was probably 30 when they got married. Right. And so she uncovered this Brooks cancer scam because Jim's first wife was had cancer and she ended up dying that same season. She felt very personal and was asking a lot of questions about Brooks's cancer and Vicky couldn't answer the most basic questions. And it turned out that she had never been to chemo with him, that... She didn't really know his doctors and it, you know. But Megan's, so did he have cancer? No. So why was this thing made up again? I don't know why he made it up. I think he was trying to scam her for money. And I uh. think she wanted to use his cancer to gain sympathy. And she kept on telling the ladies, all I wanted was for you to bring a casserole over. You know, Vicky going back to her Midwest Oh, is roots. that why there's like a Facebook group, like bring me a casserole or there's like, have yes. I seen something? Oh, got it. See, now this is all making sense to me. This is why I need you around. And she, <laughs> she held on to this lie for so long. But did she actually know it was a lie or was she scammed into the whole like... I believe in my heart she was scammed, but once she realized she was, she wouldn't open, she wouldn't admit to it. And so then she went along with the lie. She willingly, it's like when you're in a marriage, which I'm not, 
and uh, someone's cheating. But neither am I. They're not. Yeah. But like a woman who looks the other way, who has to know deep down in her heart that the husband is lying. It's like that. She had to know he wasn't telling the truth. She wasn't asking enough questions and he wasn't giving enough answers. But it was this such an epic level thing. And then the next season, she did a PSA ad about cancer to try and like gain it was so dirty so like took the lie so fucking far it's so far she went and she even compared herself to jesus being nailed on the cross oh my god it was that and everyone turned on her how how does she still have like a fan base after it how is she not canceled i don't know a lot of people disliked her and i think that's why she was demoted to being a friend of this season Right. And for me, the biggest thing that I think she did that was awful was when there was the big fight when they were all in Ireland visiting Meghan King Edmund's ancestors, as she called them. She like apparently someone in her family used to live in Ireland. So they went to Ireland and then she kept on asking people if they were her cousins. It was so stupid. That is so fucking dumb, but like (laughs) hilarious in the best way and worst way. It really it's so like bad. I I don't know how I feel about this. It kind of makes me sad and very very happy both at the same time in the oddest way possible. So the thing that was so dark is they got in this huge fight uh, when they were going to the airport and there was some big argument and Vicky brought up that David Bedore had hit Shannon. Vicky likes to bring up a lot of shit. And you called me when you were crying and I know what happened and there's a police report, all this stuff. And Shannon adamantly denied it. And at that moment, I just knew in my heart it was true that David had done something and that Shannon was willing to do anything to protect her marriage. And it was really dark. And I just, that's when I completely turned on Vicky. I was like, you can't bring this up. You can't, not with the permission, without the permission of, of your friend, of, your friend. of one of your yes. best friends. Because yeah. that's such a personal thing. So, okay, now modern day. So Megan, oh, she ended up, she basically, oh, this is the other crazy thing. Jim got a vasectomy, but he okay. froze his sperm, okay? Mm-hmm. So she couldn't get pregnant with him like conceive naturally so she had to go through IVF and she documented her IVF journey and a lot of people really related to her through this now okay. it appeared that Jim wasn't that interested in having kids because he he has a 22 year old daughter like he has older kids he's not interested right. in having babies again but she really wanted it so he seemed to go along with it mm-hmm. I think that's his fault he should never have done that and it wasn't like it was just easy. They had to actually go in a freezer and then she had to go through IVF. It was a mess. Yeah, and IVF is like, um, it's not just like an easy process. No. Like there was a lot of thought put into this. So yeah. she ended up, once she got, she had a baby girl and then she had twins. Right. And... Once she got pregnant with the twins, she left the show and they moved to St. Louis and they built this huge mansion Mm -hmm. and they like it was just featured on Us Weekly a couple weeks ago. Like it's got a bowling alley. It's almost finished. And uh, four months ago in June, there was a tabloid article that Jim had had a sexting affair with a woman known as the Baseball Madam that would seek out baseball players and have them stray on their wives, get evidence, and then use that to extort them for money. Oh, my God. And he videotapes himself masturbating and sends it to this woman while Megan is giving birth to the twins. It Come on. Yes. But, like, really? Yes. I am just... And admitted it. Admitted it. Okay, I just have, like, one question. Uh-huh. Are the Bravo producers, like, casting these people because they know about all the fucked up shit that they are doing or could do? Or is this, like, because they're on the show and they are becoming so fucked up? So she's not on the show anymore. Yeah, and I this know. Is, no, and they're still, they're, they're, she's just like this. They're just 
like this. The producers can sniff them out. They can tell people who are in unstable marriages from so far away and they lure them and they're crazy asses in to our lives. And but I love like it. Like the Bravo, like not the Bravo producers must be the biggest motherfuckers. Like, can you imagine? Because literally on OC, every single person that they've brought in is like a shitty marriage. And like, I wouldn't be surprised if Emily gets a divorce anytime soon. She said that she won't, but I but, wish no, she but would. So, so they probably were like, oh, we think you have a great family. We want to showcase you, Bravo, but, but they know. And they're like, these bitches are going to end up single. I also think that the cameras can drive a wedge between people who are married. Especially... I think the cameras did that to Emily and her husband for sure. Yes, that's for sure. And the husbands who like to have more control over what's going on. And all of a sudden the woman and her career. And it's invasive. They're in your home. You don't have a lot of privacy. So really quick, just to sum things up. This is what happened this past week. So Megan decides to stay with Jim, even though he did that horrible sexting scandal. And she posts online, like four months ago, this heart-wrenching blog about how she found out he was being unfaithful, which is through the tabloids, how she knew in her heart it was true, how he admitted it, and talks about how she's willing to do anything to save her marriage. A few days after that, one of her twins was diagnosed with like permanent brain damage, what yeah and has some sort of i don't know the whole thing but needs a lot of specialized care now jim has befriended the 22 year old nanny they have four nannies and an au pair i think that's insane and one of the nannies is so she's 22 her name is carly and up until a few months ago she had a boyfriend the boyfriend broke up with her and Jim says to be kind, he brought her to a hockey game along with one of his friends and their kids. That's so weird. I think it's weird too. Megan thought it was also weird. She confronted him, who were you at the hockey game with? And he lied. She went to the nanny. The nanny lied. Then there was a picture of the both of them at the hockey game. How did you think you were not going to be take like paparazzi at a hockey game with a young lady? I think... That Jim wanted to get caught because he filed for divorce the day after their five-year anniversary. So he had those papers ready to go. Or maybe she knew. Maybe she knew and she just wanted to be the victim. And that's what his family is saying now. So his eldest daughter, who's 22, is saying all these horrible things. How that first season she convinced me to live with them and then they portrayed me badly on TV and my mom was dying of cancer and how she's so mean to my grandmother, Jim's mom. She won't let the kids see, see Can her. Can I just say, like, I, you know what? I appreciate all the juicy drama, but, like, to single ladies like us, like, it really – well, actually, I lied. Boy, am I, I – was I've, boyfriend. I've so, yeah, I've, I've been so used to saying I was single on the podcast that now I'm like, I'm single. I'm not fucking single. But I'm just saying, like, to people who aren't married yet and stuff, like, it makes me fucking scared get like what is up with people in this world like i have no faith in humanity at i would this point. give to you is not to marry someone who's already had two failed marriages yeah but you can't judge people like that everyone makes mistakes do you know what i mean i don't know i mean he's been through i thought this was his fourth marriage not his third so right. i was already sort of judging him but i feel like people who are continuously getting in relationships and having them end not just badly, but like epically badly. Yeah. They have something to do with it. Of course. But I'm also just saying that like so many things like that have happened yeah. to people who never saw them coming. True. True. And these things still happen. You're right. I'm being too judgmental. I am. No, but do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I'm just baffled. Like I don't even know what to think anymore. I just, it, I, I guess it's with marriages and due to infidelity. That's where I'm like, if you have multiple marriages and you're the one that was unfaithful but multiple times, it's like, then just don't get remarried. It's clear that you don't want to be in a marriage with just one person. Literally, though. But, you know, every every bitch thinks she's the person who's going to change the guy. That's you know what the I mean? problem. I think that was what Megan did. And then he just gave her what she wanted. It's his fault for going along and having those kids with her when he clearly didn't want to do that and didn't want to be with her. Right. It's, it's just the whole thing is so sad. But now there's this super messy divorce playing out. 
Uh, I don't even know what to say to that. Like, obviously, I'm not familiar with these cast members, but I don't know. I I don't want to get married after hearing that story. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's just something. There's wrong a, there with are him. exceptions. There's always going to be the exception. But at the end of the day, I think that when you marry someone, you have to be at a phase in your life where your where your goals kind of align, and clearly their goals and their aspirations at this point in their lives did not align. And so it, it, it the whole thing's fucked up like that. It was to be expected, to be honest. I mean, yeah, he dealt with it super poorly and it ended up being a complete, you know, shit show. But don't get married to someone who doesn't want the same things as you. Exactly. Uh, well, should we get into this week's OC with all the characters you do know? Oh, let's please do that because now I'm like having, I'm traumatized uh, at the idea of marriage. I want to get your thoughts on Bronwyn before oh. we get into it because they showed a lot of her family and all of their issues and food stuff with her allergies and someone's gluten-free and someone's vegan and she's making all this different food. And then when they go to the tea, she's very picky about what she eats and drinks. I mean, you know, again, like I could be the bitch that just judges her and says it's all it, it all seems a little, you know, weird and shady with the food and the daughter that has the eating disorder and all that stuff. Like I could be that bitch. It's all down to editing. And obviously we're not there to witness exactly what the fuck is going on, like behind the scenes. But I, I, and honestly, I wish I was like a fly on the wall who could like actually witness all that stuff. But... What I will say is I think that Bronwyn, like the way that she is going about, you know, her cameo on this show, I feel like she like was really prepared and she really like branded herself in a way. I feel like she 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 went into this series, into this show thinking I'm going to monetize the shit out of it. I'm going to enhance my daughter's career. And I thought that she was very strategic about everything. And I honestly think that she's doing the same with the way her kids are portrayed, the way her food is portrayed, the way... I feel like she's trying to be strategic, but she's kind of failing. I 100% agree. So, because you go there and you think that you're going to be above it and you think, you know what? Like, I'm going to think... I'm going to trick everyone into thinking that my family has food problems. Uh, no, actually, I'm picky as fuck because I'm trying to be thin when I've had nine kids. Um, do you know what I mean? I think that's what she's trying to go for and she's kind of failing. Also, I feel like she went and kind of expected to become the kind of Gandhi figure of the series. And then as you are in a pool of bitches tearing each other apart, you realize fuck like I'm not cut out for this and then her like bitchy sassy not so nice side is finally kind of coming out because nobody is stronger than a bunch of bitches that are basically reality tv pros at this time like they're gonna take over you're not stronger than them you're not better than them do you know what I mean they've been doing it for longer than you totally she just wants to come across as this cool, super open, kind of hippie, modern chick. And it's clear that she just really wants to be liked. And I don't blame her. I want to be liked too. I would be really upset if I was on TV and everyone hated me. But she needed to not let it get to her. And she cares so much about what everyone thinks about her, both her castmates and everyone on social media that she can't, like, she's not seen the forest through the trees. Like, right. she needs to take a step back. She can get another season. She can get a better edit. She has to play the game. She's not playing the game. She thought she was going to be above the game, and it, and it bit her in the ass. Like, that's what I think happened with her. Also, I think that the, the, the nine kids things, I don't want to be too judgy because I don't know what it's like, but come on, like... Your mom was shitty to you. You tried to over overcompensate by being an over mom with like nine kids and like seven you don't kids. Hear, but yes, what, yeah, a family of nine, <laughs> seven kids. Yeah, I ran because she's like I ran a, a family of nine and I'm a ten. You're not a fucking ten, by the way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, calling yourself a ten. If if you have the like audacity to call yourself a ten, you need to be like a twenty. You can't call yourself a ten on TV when you're like a seven. 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think she's only a seven in California. I feel like if she came to DC, she'd be a ten. <laughs> yeah, but like <laughs> overall, like with all the Instagram bitches and things, like yeah. not a fucking ten. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like put it put it this way. We've got the Emratas of the world who are like tens. Like Bronwyn's not a ten. You know who I think is gorgeous though? Emily. Who? I think Emily? she's so pretty. Her hair is so perfect yeah, all the time. Have fake lips. I'm not about them. I think oh, they're, they're a bit fake? weird. I they look fake to me. Oh, I, I don't no know. Idea. I can't tell. See, I don't really care who's pretty or not. The only thing that I care about is that Kelly gives zero fucks and I'm all about it. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. That's what we were saying. Like Bronwyn cares too much and that's why we don't like her. Kelly gives zero fucks and that's why we like her. Exactly. She's so good for the show, but she does appear to be a bit nuts. So everyone gets together for Vicky's birthday, and they do a high tea, and she's dressed as Queen Victoria. But the best part is that Bronwyn's the only one that realizes that she's really dressed as Marie Antoinette, but they're just, like, saying she's Queen Victoria. Like, the off with her head and let them eat cake, that's Marie Antoinette. So that was yeah. so funny to me. I was like, at least Bronwyn's smart. And they all get together, and then things come out. But there's a fight between Gina and Bronwyn, where Gina thinks Bronwyn's being snobby. Bronwyn starts crying. It's a whole thing about public school. FYI, Bronwyn was 100% being snobby. I actually don't think she was trying to be snobby. I think she was trying to say, like, public schools have certain laws about kids with disabilities. And so... If you send them to a public school, they have to have an independent education, like an IEP. Oh, see, I don't know enough about schools. The way that she said it, I was like... The way that it would come across in California is very different than the way I think it would come across in a different part of the country. Yeah, to me, it came across like she was being a fucking bitch. Right. And I could see how it'd be taken that way. But I also, it, it's so funny, the policy nerd in me that works in D.C. on a day-to-day basis on policy was like, they're debating our public education system in front of millions of Bravo viewers to watch. Like, they're talking about public education. Vicky's explaining what a charter school is. I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> Wait, so are Bronwyn's children actually in a in a public school? It's like a public what it, charter school. And what does that mean? So it uses public resources, but charter schools have different laws around them. So you usually have to apply to get into that specific charter school or win some sort of a um, – in D.C., there's a lottery for like – and you're, then you choose which school your kid goes to instead of going to the one immediately in your neighborhood. Got it. But it's still a public school then. Yes, it is. Okay, so don't say it's not a public school when it they is. They were saying it's not because it's, it's charter and that's sort of like considered the okay thing to do if you're wealthy. That's what they were trying to say. It's because there's that like you, you have to apply and so – yeah. They were talking about education in terms of class issues and money. And I think Bronwyn was actually trying to talk about having a child with a disability or specialized need and how a private school could give two shits. You know, they may be right. okay, they may not, but public schools have certain laws they have to follow. I thought that private schools would be more accommodating and would give would care more, personally, coming from Europe. They totally may. The problem is, is that there's no legally binding, like, laws about how they have to provide education. Got it. Wow. The, very interesting to me. I yeah. was just, I was getting ready to go on a whole rant about no, this. No, I just saw it from that view, but she said it in such a way and it was edited in such a way that it was sounding as if she was talking about money and like, oh, you're going to send your kids to public school because you're just getting divorced and therefore you and Matt don't have as much money. And that's, I think she, because the only reason I'm thinking this is because she mentioned it after talking, Gina talking about her kid needing occupational therapy and specialized care. So that's where I went in my head, but I feel like no one else went there. (laughs) No no one else went there, but I'm glad that you enlightened everyone on this podcast and everyone should listen to it to understand like the full extent of the situation. What I was going to say is depending on how it was edited again, but like we didn't hear I'm sorry or, you know, if there's anything I can do. She wasn't coming from that place. It was like, 
are you like are you private school like are you doing this and it was just a very self-centered approach towards um gina's issue she's always and she even admitted kids are sort of her thing so she always tries to relate to people through her own experiences yeah but like podcasting is my thing and like when people talk to me about their podcast i'm not like well me i'm just like cool like good good for you (laughs) well it's because you're not an asshole even though (laughs) you think you are and you don't let people sit with you (laughs) no i am 100 percent a fucking asshole but You know, I'm not going to be an asshole when someone is talking to me about their child's disability. Right. No, I 100%. And if I was told you're being a fucking asshole when I'm trying to express something very vulnerable, I wouldn't be like, well, I was trying to say it this way. I'd be like, I'm sorry. Right. She has a bit of Teddy Mellencamp in her. Like stepping so yeah, in Teddy when it's bugged not me her. this season, but I don't dislike her as much as I dislike Broadwin. Bronwyn. Interesting. I feel like Teddy keeps trying to make things about her or stepping in or giving her opinion when it's completely unnecessary. But it's her job. And also, um, I've met Teddy and I like her. Oh, I think I would like her in person. Yeah, I liked her in person. But she does like speak up when things don't relate to her and it pisses off her castmates and it reminded me this time when Bronwyn was speaking up about something that really didn't involve her and kind of over like taking over Gina's like space when Gina doesn't share very often yeah but I think it's a different thing to speak up when two cast members are arguing or when someone is telling you that their child has a disability that's true that's very do you know what I mean and also if Teddy didn't speak up in these situations, she's, she'd just be fucking boring. Like, Broadwin has all this shit going on. She's showing us that she's showing us her weird ass family. Like, you know, if, <laughs> no, but like, she has enough plot twists in her storyline that she doesn't need to go and get involved in everyone's problems. Do you know what I mean? But can we agree on Teddy? Like, Teddy oh, will yeah. step in. Yeah, totally agree on Teddy. The crazy thing about Bronwyn, speaking of her family, is that last week, you know how there was that situation where her mom said that her arm was grabbed and freaked out and like everyone went nuts at the fashion show? Wait, did I miss the fashion show episode? (laughs) (laughs) I love you. (laughs) Okay, I thought so. When I saw the preview, I was like, oh, maybe I... That's happened to me before where I've like totally skipped an episode of yeah, something. Me and my mom is on my iTunes account like because she's in Switzerland. So she doesn't get like the American shows if she put it on her Swiss card. So she's on my account. And so sometimes she watches and I get the tick and I like the little check. And you think you've seen it, but you haven't. And I think I've seen it. Mom, you fucked me over. <laughs> I'm so pissed off. I wish I was on a reality show now so I could show everyone the beef I'm about to have with my mom. I thought part of what you were so pissed off at Bronwyn about was how she was last episode because she was really crazy. Tell me all about it. I can see her being crazy. I thought she was crazy about her kids before I before there was ever a fashion show that came into play. So her daughter has an athleisure line and one of Shannon's daughters is the, a model in it. So that I saw her do the practice, the modeling and stuff. Yeah, in the preview, right? Because it was no, in the preview. Maybe, maybe I just didn't see the end of the episode then. So the end, they, um, Dr. Deb, they're, I guess, moving from one, it's on a boat, it's on a yacht, and they're moving from like one floor to another floor, and Dr. Deb right. needs to go to the bathroom, and she apparently walked in an area that was like restricted, who knows for what reason, and someone apparently put her their hand on her shoulder and was like, where are you going? And she's like, that man grabbed me, that security guy and he was black and so she apparently assumed he was security it turns out he actually was funding the entire fashion show and he's a luxury (laughs) real estate agent yeah um so and when the the reason i'm mentioning that she paused made me think like what was she going to say like when she said security guard it was just weird the pause like was she going to say big black man and she flipped out like screamed at this guy was like don't touch me all this stuff went to Bronwyn is like that guy grabbed me and then Bronwyn went to bat for her mom and then they all got in a fight with the woman I mean, who was emceeing in all fairness no matter who or what this guy was 
I don't like it when men touch me when it's like unnecessary. Yes. I don't I don't like it. Like it it really bugs me. Like sometimes I'd be like walking my dog and I'm on my phone and I'm in the way and someone will like even a, a, a woman, like when people touch me and it's unwarranted, like it really fucking bugs me. Like do not mess with my personal space. So if like a guy that I've never met, like grabbed my arm or touched me, I'd be like, first of all, don't touch me. Number two, you can speak to me. So I think that might have been her reaction. Like she just walls up freaked out. But it doesn't need to be a whole drama. You can just tell them it and be like, went hey, on and on. It was the entire rest of the episode. And it really seemed like not him, but that the MC was really going crazy. And they made her look like she was, she kept on talking about anti bullying. Um, at one point, like Bronwyn threatened I mean, to like throw her overboard. All, don't, don't try to be taken seriously when you expect everyone to call you doctor, whatever, but you dress the way you do. Totally. Like, if you're going to just expect to be known as Dr. Something, but then you show up, like, dressed as an anime character, <laughs> like, the result is no one is going to take you seriously when you're actually trying to make a point. That is the truth. Yeah. I'm not trying to fashion shame anyone, but I am. And, yeah, I mean, but this is the thing with all these shows. Whenever something happens, it's always blown out of proportion. Was it, Was this when Kelly stepped in? And Kelly ended up, like, stepping back later, but I couldn't figure out why everyone was so angry. And I, afterwards, on Instagram, the guy who Dr. Deb claimed grabbed her arm shared his side of the story, which was that he just, like, lightly touched her arm to ask where she was going because she was going somewhere she wasn't supposed to on the boat. And she yelled at him and called him the N-word. Oh, and that would 100% explain everything that happened afterwards with the MC being so angry with the women and Dr. Deb acting like she did nothing wrong and Bronwyn trying to fix I, – I can just imagine Bronwyn's life has been trying to fix a lot of Dr. Deb's messes that she's made along the way. I mean, that's basically why she had seven kids. Little did she know it would bite her in the ass. Yeah. So I've been told. Well, maybe it's by... not. That's a mean thing to say. But again, I no, am who I am. It's it's true. And I've been told by a couple different sources that that actually happened. Dr. Deb saying it didn't happen. And the production company is saying it would have been caught on audio. But they've been known to cut things out before that they knew would not be good for to showcase racism or sexism on Bravo. They pick and choose what they leave well, on the I mean, cutting if it's room a, floor. If it's a cast member that they've picked to be one of the main ladies and then, you know, they cannot be showcasing racism because right. then, it, yeah, it's, it's on them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I've heard that Dr. Deb may not make many more appearances. Well, I I was hoping that was going to happen since the <laughs> I saw her on my screen, but you know, I'm sad that it took racism for her to be kicked off. I wish it would just happen. It would have just happened sooner. Um, <laughs> but what do you think of Vicky not being like a main cast member anymore? I I don't know. I just don't know what I feel about this whole franchise because I don't really like any of them. I don't like it. I think the only reason I'm watching is for Kelly and Gina because Gina's life is just a series of just unexpected plot twists that are literally just keeping me on my toes. I I don't know why I watch. It's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I love all of the other franchises so much more, but I can't give up because I've invested so many years of my life. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, but. But this is what happens. This is what happened last season with Beverly Hills. Like, one season is going to suck, they're going to realize, and they're going to step it up next season. But I feel like the OC hasn't been as good since Megan King Edmonds left and all of the craziness with the Brooks cancer scam. Like, that was gold. That was TV gold. You have to go back and watch. It's hard to top, like, a 
faux cancer scandal. Right. It is. You're right. It's really tough. I don't know what I think of Vicky. I think Bravo production was exhausted by her because she was asking for too many things and she was acting as if it was her show and nobody else's. I also didn't appreciate her low-key homophobia that I feel like she displayed a couple weeks ago when Tamara and Bronwyn were making out. And she was like, this is disgusting. And I'm like, is it disgusting because it's two girls kissing? Or are you disgusted because it's grown women being drunk and falling all over themselves? And was it disgusting when you did the same thing at Andale's every single season when you were in Puerto Vallarta dancing on tables before you married a cop? Hypocrite. Yeah. I, I, I usually have a lot to say, but I feel like you just – I, you need to come <laughs> to my show and tell everyone about what's going on in Bravo. That is what I think. I don't think it was homophobic. I think a lot of people are genuinely, generally just overly sensitive about that kind of stuff. It's kind of like when Miley Cyrus said, you know, you don't have to be a lesbian. There are some good guys out there. I think, I don't think she was implying that being homosexual is a choice. I think she was just saying like, to all to maybe people who are bi you know there are some good guys like not all guys are assholes or something I don't know I don't think that her intent was to say you know oh all the lesbians out there that's fine you don't need to be a lesbian anymore like there's some good like I don't think that was her intent do you know what I mean like read between the lines and I think that you know Vicky, these two women are good friends of hers. Um, she knows the husbands. They're both married. They both have children. Um, they film on TV. Like maybe it was this aspect more than than like the homophobic. You know. She also really doesn't like Bronwyn. That's what I would say. I would have said disgusting because I would not want to make out with Bronwyn. Yeah, I think she doesn't like Bronwyn. And it was so funny because she's never nice to Gina, but she was nice to Gina this episode when Gina was talking and opening up about her kids and yelling at Bronwyn because I think she just hates Bronwyn. Because <laughs> Bronwyn sort of is replacing her in the Trace Amigas or was trying to. Yeah, but I also think that Gina's been through a lot and for once she was actually being open and candid about what's going on behind the scenes. Usually she's always hiding it. Usually she's always trying to be above everything. And she was like, my, my child has like, um, my, my child has an issue. Do you know what I mean? So I think yeah. that Vicky maybe like warmed up to her a little bit in that sense. Um, but I also think that it was strategic cause it's Vicky and let's not lie to ourselves. I did appreciate the costumes. I thought they were really funny. Which one was your favorite? I liked Vicky with the lips. It was so funny to me. I think Gina missed the mark on that one. But that was the best part of it. It was perfect. It's like she showed up not in the right, like not only was she like not the right theme exactly, she looked like a Mad Hatter mixed with a whorehouse. Yep. And to see her with like someone dressed as Marie Antoinette saying they're Queen Victoria was so funny. It basically sums them up as a whole. It's like <laughs> Emily and Bronwyn are like not a part of the fun. They right. didn't get the memo. Um, Gina is like missed the royal theme and she came as a train wreck. And then the other three are just like the royalty. Sums them up. I feel like all these costumes sum them up. And then Kelly wasn't even there. But they were talking about Kelly and her relationship with Dr. Brian which like so, like she can do so much better than him. She and she is now with the guy who is she? Alan. She's with a guy who's a reporter for Fox News. Oh my gosh, who is he? What's his uh, name? Hold on, I want to stalk him. Rick Leventhal. Let's see. Oh wow, he just posted a wow. He posted a photo of them on his Instagram. Showtime for my baby. Isn't that funny? And she had to come out and say, because people were like, he works for Fox News. And she's like, he's just a reporter, not the political side. (laughs) As if Fox News, like, you can touch it without touching politics. Oh, my gosh. And he, on his bio, he says, Kelly Dodd fan. Number one Kelly Dodd fan. Like, they're really like PDA. Yeah, she loves that. She needs that. Why? Why? Uh, well, according to Dr. Brian uh, on 
At the end of the episode, he said, your emotions are deep, you love deeply, and when you're angry, you're angry very deeply. There's nothing in between. It's who you are. And I think the PDA thing is like her loving deeply because she's either all in or she's all in angry. Yeah. She just like feels harder. Yeah. But there's no in between. That guy's cute though. I'm happy for her. Yeah, she seems really happy. And she was just in New York for Watch What Happens Live with Brandy Glanville. Yeah, I, I feel like this guy's more like her vibes, though, if I'm honest. Definitely. Like, Way the doctor more. was a little bit, like, not wearing the pants in the relationship. And I was like, mm, I don't know if that's going to last. I feel like Kelly's such a strong personality. She needs someone to be, like, stronger than her. She can't have a guy who, like, lets her wear the pants. Right. She also, she's so funny. I feel like, do you think she was with Dr. Brian to get free plastic surgery? No, I think that. <laughs> like a little face of all, out, of all, out of all the women, I think she's the one that probably gets the least. You're right. It looks, she does look it, very natural. She has a boot job. That's obvious. But I feel like Botox injections, like that's definitely something that they can afford. So I actually really don't think so. To Like I. She's not had that much done. She looks the same as what she looked like when she was 19. Right. And right. um, But I do think that, you know, after you break up with, like, a huge arsehole, you kind of have this natural, like, re- um, reflex where you go for more comfort and the sweet and the loving, which I'm sure this guy that she is now is, but... The doctor, you know, doctors are caring humans and I'm sure he like catered to her and her wants and her needs. And it's something that she probably hasn't experienced in a while because her husband treated her like shit. So maybe it was more of a, yeah, like a, how, how do I call it? I'm losing a, my a words. bounce back, like a really. Yeah, like a like rebound. A rebound, a rebound, like a little too far the other way. Like she exactly. went a little too far. She went a little too far the other way to compensate, like, all the pain and all the suffering she's been through, basically. And she really wants someone who will challenge her, which he didn't. Exactly. He did not challenge her at all. Um, So that's what I think. I don't think that she went to him for free plastic surgery because, you know, filler and Botox are not the most expensive treatments. And that's probably all she gets, I, I believe. I don't think she gets a shit ton done. I think she does, like, laser – because they were showing her going to his office a bunch for, like, laser or different uh, – but you're right. None of those are but that you know expensive. What? She can get it for free for her Instagram. If she's yeah. going to show, show herself, get laser, you don't need to haul yourself to, like, a boring doctor. <laughs> you can just put it on your Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Boring but nice. Yeah, but, like, no one, no one dates the nice guy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, especially not a housewife. And as soon as someone tells me I have a really nice friend, I'm checked the fuck out. I'm like, I don't want to meet your nice friend. When you tell me you have a friend that you don't want to introduce to me because you're worried about this person, I'm like, yes, please. Who is this guy? <laughs> I love that. What do you think of Kelly's, like, what's going to go on the rest of the season with all of this, like, thing that Vicky said about her pushing her mom down the stairs and them thinking that you know, she's gone too far and saying that she would rather attend Vicky's funeral than, you know, her birthday party. I think that after all the shit that has been said between them and seeing how easy it was for them to say sorry and I'm done and I'm sorry and then how easy it was for them to be mad at each other again, I think they're just going to make up sometime soon. I don't think it's like a Lisa Vanderpump Kyle situation. Oh, interesting. I yeah. feel like... I, you know what? It could be with Vicky that she'll get over it, but I think that Kelly is coming for Tamra at the reunion for good reason. Or, yeah, probably. But I do think that at some point, you know, if anything was said about Vicky's death or whatever, someone's going to say sorry and it's going to be okay. Do you know what I mean? What do you think? What do you, uh, do you disagree oh. with me? No, no. I, I could see it. They're just so like flaky I guess with their friendships but the okay so the only thing that I realized on the show is one of the okay Kelly's one of the only people who they've shown has long-term female friends yeah they showed her childhood friends are still in her life so that says something she's got loyalty she's so loyal. 
100 she has very like serious views of what friendship should be I think yeah. when someone's disloyal to her she really does try and cut them off and Vicky had not been disloyal to her until this situation and I feel like that you know makeup was just like a little for show. It was very surface, like for reality TV, 100%. Yes. It didn't feel like Kelly was really forgiving her. So while I could see Vicky making up with Kelly, I can't see Kelly making up with Vicky. That's a fair point, And I'm going to have to agree with that. So that's sort of, I mean, but who knows, you know? Who knows? But I, I agree with this, with what you just said. I really think they need to shake up the cast. I've been seeing for a while that they need to get rid of some people and I think especially get rid of Tamara. Why do they need to get to why I, I kind of like Tamara Tamara on the show. What's what's really? up with her? Oh, I very strongly dislike Tamara. I feel like all she does is try to stir up drama because she has no real storyline about herself. I never, ever want to see her disgusting son Ryan again who, by the way, has like been in trouble for hitting his um, ex-fiance that is the mother of his children. So there's that. But with her, I just think she is so fake and she'll do anything to be on TV. And I don't trust her. It doesn't seem authentic to me. She does seem fake to me, but I think that when they do have trips and when all the girls have fun, she's quite entertaining to watch when they are like partying and having trips. I'm over it. I've seen the same thing over and over again, and she just seems fake. And I just can't get over that she literally gave up a relationship with her daughter to be on this show. Yeah, we, we spoke about this last time. It's You're so very... disgusting. I feel so strongly about it. I just, yeah, I can't get over it. And I don't find her entertaining anymore because I've seen this like same thing when she parties. It's the same thing every time. Like, I don't need to see you get naked and jump in a pool. I don't need to see you like joke about your boobs. I don't like there's nothing interesting. Her marriage is boring. She is not like, yeah, she found Jesus however many seasons ago. And that was a thing. Oh, and by the way, I was gonna say, you know how she's like family, faith and fitness are the only F's I give. Um, no, you seem to be very interested in what a XYZ has to say about XYZ. So stop fucking lying. That's the thing. I feel like she's always fronting. Like yeah. I want to see. But that's if, what I. That's how I feel about Bronwyn. Yes, but Bronwyn, I haven't seen do this for very long. It's only. It's not even been a full season. I feel like I've seen Tamara do this for like ten years, and I'm sick of it. You know? Yeah, I, I haven't watched Tamara for that long, so I can see how this I'm just not be. interested in her anymore, and I'm not really interested in Vicky anymore because Vicky's kind of run her course. Like, she settled down with this guy, and there's nothing interesting, boring. you know? There's nothing interesting with either of them anymore. Shannon, on the other hand, is finding herself, and, you know, she's hasn't been away from David for that long, and she's having a good time, and I would rather see her hang out with Kelly then hang out with the Trace Amigas. A hundred percent. But here's my question to you. Do you have to be in a sucky marriage or single to be an entertaining housewife to watch? No. They okay. just happen to suck. Okay. <laughs> that, that was just my out of curiosity. Because I think Kyle's a good housewife and she seems to be very happy with Mauricio. Yeah, she's happy. I think um, Lisa Rinna is one of my all-time favorite housewives. Oh my gosh, she's the best. She's, she's my beat. absolute favorite. And Harry, her and Harry Hamlin seem super solid. Yeah. But also, you know, these housewives are L.A. housewives and a whole lot more happens in L.A. than it does in the O.C. It's a more entertaining city. Maybe. Do you think that's it? Maybe. You know what? Like... You know, Rena has like a very fun career. She's an actress. She has yeah. two girls that are modeling. Like there's so much storylines, so many storylines. I feel like in the OC, like what? Like you have a gym, you go shopping, you go for lunches. Like, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I just pulled that out of my ass, to be honest. But that's just, uh, you know, a thought. And I feel like for whatever reason... Vicky stopped being entertaining because there was nothing really more for her to share with us. She shared everything she can. 
Well, I also think that when you do the worst thing you can do as a housewife, which is like betray a friend and lie about cancer and all that stuff, like nothing, nothing else compares to that. Like you've, you've shown the, the, the most she scandalous peaked. and then you just seem, yeah, you peaked. <laughs> it's so sad. These people's like most horrible things that they do are their peak of their reality That's TV. That's what I mean. If, unless you want to leave a reality TV show, do not peak because you're basically fucking yourself over. Well, okay. So here is another thought. I don't think it's that she peaked. I think she went too far over the edge. And you have to like teeter on the edge to be good. Because if you look at Luann, Countess Luann, and all of the crazy things that happened with her marrying this guy Tom and then getting divorced from Tom and then going to rehab and then starting a cabaret, it's been amazing to watch. And each time she's come towards the edge, but she hasn't crossed it. Vicky with the cancer scam and the same with Phaedra from Atlanta when she made up the rumors. Yeah, but Vicky that... does not have a cabaret and she's not in New York and she exactly. doesn't have anything that exciting. But she went too far. She like, did. That, that, that's what I'm trying to say. And like Phaedra went too far when she was trying to be interesting and made up the rumor that Candy tried to rape Portia, tried to drug her and rape her. And now she's not on the show anymore because that was made up and that was obviously way too far over the line whereas rehab and a cabaret that works but like making up lies about cancer and rape that doesn't so I think sometimes these housewives like are constantly trying to outdo themselves and they take a gamble on whether or not it'll work or they're just completely so far removed from reality that they don't even know what's like acceptable or not to like put out there on tv pretty sure vicky has no idea what is like acceptable in society anymore (laughs) literally she's been on tv for like 14 15 years it's crazy so before we wrap up i wanted to get your thoughts on not just the housewives but do you have any other favorite tv shows that you're into so i've really i think that the best bravo tv show at the moment is summer house 100 percent I love it too. Love it. I think it's so good. I love the cast members. I think they're awesome. Um, are we talking about Netflix shows or are we talking about just Bravo reality TV? Any show, actually. Uh, so take. recently I've been watching Rhythm and Flow, which is like the rapper competition, which I never thought I would be the kind of person to watch a show like this. But, you know, Cardi B is one of the judges. Chance the rap- Yeah, Chance the Rapper is a judge. And... It's just so funny and it's just so good. It's nothing like The Voice and X Factor and American Idol and all this stuff. It's just, you can tell that there's a very real element to it because they've really embraced the era of like social media and how everything is transparent and you can't just like lie about this shit anymore. And it's Netflix as well. So it doesn't have that like fake TV aspect of it. And I love that show. And I've been watching, what else have I been watching that's really good? Um, The Spy. Oh, I started watching that. It's really good. And then there's another one. I like really weird TV, but um, there's there's another show that is very like a dark comedy and it's called Daybreak on Netflix. What's that about? It's about an apocalypse and all like the adults becoming ghoulies. So basically like the walking dead, like zombies kind of people. And then the kids are supposed to take over and it shows how they kind of struggle and sometimes fail because kids are not equipped to like understand how a society works. And I'm not saying that adults do, but at least adults have, you know, the experience necessary to kind of work through things. Whereas kids are like, let's kill each other and steal my friend's food or whatever. You know, they're just a bit more simple minded like that. And um, it just is so dark and so twisted. And it just is all the plot twists I need at the end of the day when I have a very, very boring editing day. I love that. That's, those are really good, really good recommendations. I've never heard of Daybreak. Yeah, it's like you start watching it and you think it's going to be like a kid's show and it's going to be like a teen show. And then as it progresses, you're like, this is way too fucked up for just normal kids to watch. It's a social commentary on our society. I feel like it is using like teen adolescent humor and the high school stuff. But also it's just it's very cool. And if you like kind of more sci-fi fantasy things, it's a great one. Awesome. 
Well, let everyone know where they can find you on your podcast and you're all over Instagram and social media. Thank you. So my podcast is called You Can't Sit With Me. You can find it on Spotify, iTunes, everywhere where you download your podcast. And um, my Instagram, which is at Deanna Espier, D-I-A-N-A-E-S-P-I-R. So I speak about old TV and lifestyle on the podcast. My Instagram is a little bit more lifestyle centric, but yeah, they're both very similar and I love, you know, talking to Mandy. She's been on my, (laughs) my podcast a bunch of times and we're obsessed with the same shows pretty much. Yeah. And we're both silly Jewish ladies with little dogs. <laughs> Literally. That, and I treat my dog like she's a princess. Yeah. I, oh, my dog just on cue has come over. But I'm really excited. I'm actually going to bring my dog to a parade in December. There's the annual Scottish Christmas parade in Alexandria, Virginia. And all the Scottish type dogs. My dog is a Westie. There's apparently 200 Westies that are in that this parade. And so amazing. I'm getting her like a kilt and a like Scottish, I don't even know, like hat. <laughs> you have taken this to the most hilarious level. I can't like, <laughs> I thought that I was being extra traveling all around the world with my dog, you know, to Miami, to Europe, to Switzerland. No, this is like. We're, we're kind of on the same level. We're on, we're on the same I mean, I, I would never bring my dog to Europe. I don't think I could handle Yeah, my, this is my that. dog's like fourth time in Europe, I think. <laughs> I love it. Like I, a 13-hour trip. She's a five-pound dog, and she's powered through it, and she's been around. She's been to Miami. She's been like – my dog is a bigger jet setter than probably, I would say, yeah, 60% of the American population. <laughs> I love it. Well, I can't wait to take these pictures at this parade. I beg you, document it all and send it to me on Instagram. (laughs) Officially, officially gone off the deep end in dog mom life. Okay, we will talk soon. Thank you so much for being on. Everyone, please listen to Deanna's podcast, You Can't Sit With Me. She is. Thanks for having me. And I'm I'm so excited for you to come on my podcast and bitch about all the OC housewives. I'll be a bit more prepared next time. I feel like you really put my Bravo skills to shame. No, this is just where my brain is. I have, I can't tell you what I had for breakfast, but I can tell you like four months ago, exactly what Megan King Edmonds was doing, even though she hasn't been on the show in like years. (laughs) That should be your Insta bio right there. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, this was so great. Okay, have a good one. You too. Bye. Also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.